It is Pro Group Racing. It is show us your tips. We're here on a Tuesday evening to look for look toward Geelong Cup Day, the traditional lead up to the Melbourne Cup, as well as a bit of racing at Kenzo. Beaver, how did the brilliant day of racing, I thought, Everest Day and Caulfield Cup Gate treat you? Uh, pretty good, mate. It's a bit of a slow start to the day, but that's when uh, some of the average races mm. were. But uh, by the time we got to the middle of the day, I loomed up, made a good run, and uh, finished off the race very strongly. Um, so I think um, Nature Boy, who uh, was on Nature Strip, so I was pretty happy with that result. Um, Incentivise was just outstanding. Uh, fantastic win. Um, what else? What else did, were we all over there for the day, mate? So I think there was a fair few. <laughs> We'd have to go through um, around that middle I, part I of thought, the day. Yeah, I yeah started slow, but geez, came home well. Uh, yeah, Nature Strip, Incentivise. We we all suggested, and by the time we got to six dollars, uh, the thing in the last was an amazing bet. Oh, I promise uh, of success. Six dollars. Um, my best bet of the day. It was uh, yes, yeah, I couldn't believe I got out to that, and it was a great run. Uh, was a, was a tre- tremendous run, yeah, um, as well. So um, yeah. yeah, I was pretty happy. Very, I think uh, overall, I the day hope, finished quite uh, well. Yeah, for us. I, I would think if uh, if people followed the show, they would have had a good day. Put it that way. And yeah. Gump, Gumpy, well, had no, I didn't. Um, oh, Gumpy, Gumpy was not anywhere near Nature Strip, and he asked us to thank him for that. But a decent enough yes, debut. Yes. I think um, both you and Gumpy tipped up Cadeau, uh, mm-hmm. which snuck home. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good day. It was a good day yeah, um, overall. Absolutely. Uh, how good's incentivise? Is it cup over? Oh, cup's over, isn't it? I think so. I just don't think that weight can stop it. I think we all said that if it if it won B3 or more, that it would go straight to the cup. Um, and there's nowhere, there's no horse in that race that's going to get past it. And so you'd be looking outside of that. The further they went, the further it looked like it was going to go away from them. Yeah, to sit, uh, to sit just wide proof. on the bends at Caulfield as well and just everything it did was... Yeah, it was a bit amazing, was... right? I think you're right about the 800 when it looked to go three wide. I went, oh, this is going to have to be a sustained run. Yeah. Uh, it's it, a little bit... It was a funny run because you, was... you didn't feel comfortable for a lot of it. A lot of it I was like, oh, wow. It was almost, I don't yeah. say it was a slaughter, but it just kept me out of trouble and... Yeah. Yeah, and then it just went round and at the top of the straight when it bang, bang, it was just all over. There was I was kind of looking around that 800, 600. Is there anything coming from the pack? No, no, something's got to come soon. These ones, these ones, been going hard early, and uh, no, it didn't. Uh, it didn't eventuate, but uh, outstanding, uh, just amazing from a horse to come from where it has to where it is so quickly. Um, looking forward to seeing it in the cup. To be honest, yeah, it might be one of the best cup bets we've had in a while because uh, i think in cup day once the, all the money starts flowing into the pools you're still going to get three dollars you're still going to get be able to have a really good bet and be quite comfortable i think price, that's right think. uh yes because I don't, I don't off top my obviously twilight payments back uh but uh I, there's nothing else coming from overseas that i i, I would be terrified of and it's a very easy bet to have uh, I'm just trying to through the rest of the day. Is there anything you want to fly out the rest of the day? It, it, to be honest, we talked about it before, and the rest of the day was an average card, uh, and 
won't really stack up for the rest of spring, apart from obviously the Everest itself. If Nature Strip goes down to uh, whatever the features are, the VSE Classic, whatever it's called these days, it's going to be hard to beat. Uh, I thought that was a. I thought it was a tremendous win. The more I, I've since heard and seen how the times all stacked up, it was just an outstanding performance from Nature Strip. Is uh, how I how you read it. And yep. that was incredible. They were tearing down the the grandstand at Randwick, I've heard, and good to see. You know, it was fantastic to to hear the noise and um, the ten thousand crowd. Uh, you know, see people back on track. The noise was outstanding. The atmosphere was outstanding, and uh, it was fantastic for racing. Um, yeah, Brilliant, hats hey? off to the crowd. Oh, really, hats off to the crowd. Absolutely, and it was, yeah, hopefully we're, the rest of Australia can all join us soon uh, in Sydney, but we head to Geelong Cup Day, as we said, which is the traditional, or well, the last ticket into the Melbourne Cup, whatever's even left of the Melbourne Cup these days. Uh, just uh, for, for old time's sake, sitting in the studio, we did the first ever show, she tip show in at uh, Club Trev, and uh, 112 shows ago, Beaver, so there you go, that's how long we've been doing this. And I think you'd find our record stacks up pretty good along the time. Uh, we we found plenty of winners in those couple of years. So uh, let's head to Geelong there where it is. There is rain coming. Rain coming in both Sydney and Melbourne. But for now, it's a good track. And the rail is in the true. Geelong tends to play. Well, I've treated as fair. You know, runners can run on. I'm, by the end of the day, there might be swoopers. But I, I'm treating this as all fair for the afternoon. And we kick off with the uh, benchmark 70 over the 2,400 metres. How are you starting us off here? Yeah, tricky little affair to start the day, the 2,400. Um, I'm going to go for Point Nepean, the Hickmont uh, import, uh, Irish import. Uh, won its very first start uh, on soft going and then uh, you know, struggled a bit at its next start, but, but comes here with plenty of potential. It's only had the two starts, um, interestingly Started. enough. That next um, start was a listed European race and started seven dollars. So, yeah, uh, so it's obviously got a bit, bit of ability, and uh, yeah, I think it can win this race. I think the main danger is Great Khan. I think Great Khan's going really well. Um, it should get a pretty soft lead here um, and be able to control the race. Uh, gets the three kilo claim that obviously gives it a bit of bit, bit more. Um, bit less to carry, um, so I thought it was the main danger, but point Nepean here to knock these over. Yeah, agree. Uh, I, I looked at this race, felt sick for a bit, and then just found point Nepean and thought, well, it's different form from, and we've talked about a lot of these doing not much else. Uh, second in markets, Chains of Honour, who we have a feel from from Sydney, who offers not a lot, no behinds. I thought it's been disappointing since his resumption, so I was left with the fresh blood. That if it's got half a bit of talent and it's anywhere near listed European form, uh, it's it'll beat these and it may be going for uh, something a little bit better towards the back end of spring. So happy to hit it off yeah. with uh, Point in the Pan and pretty comfortably actually at the price. Race two is a seventeen hundred meter benchmark seventy as well. Where I was, look, I'm giving. I mentioned it last time. Cool last chance here. It pulled up lame in town. Out to the distance, uh, mucus, blah 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 blah. Plenty of excuses. Comes back in. This is an average race. I, I couldn't look at any of the horse. If this has any talent at all, 
Cool should win this race. Gate one is a tick over the distance. The only other possible danger was Vitruvius, who ran home quite well last start. Not interested in Predatoire going from wet back to dry. And I, to be honest, didn't even look at a lot more apart from that. So I, I think if Cool's ever going to win another race, this could be it. Beaver, what are you thinking? Yeah, first chap, I'm going to go for Truvius uh, okay. from the Pauli yep. Prusca stable. Um, third up gets out to now 1700. Um, pretty good with the stayers. I think it's the improving type here. Cool, I just can't can't um, bring yourself to it, particularly with 62 kilos. So I'm going to go for Truvius to continue to improve. Race three, the 1400 meter benchmark 64. How's this for a race? Um, this is. Oh, yeah, be- beauty, isn't it? Have you got an answer to this race? or? Oh, yeah. Probably stay out of it, is probably my answer. Um, I think that's a smart option. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look. The only, the only thing I went kind of looked for was both confrontational and part time lover. 100%. Um, ran second and third behind Salt Peter last start, who came out on the weekend and uh, franked that. Form so about six fifty and eleven dollars uh, might be a bit of a saver and over of those. Yeah, now I actually end up looking at the same form line, uh, and part time lover was was actually quite good chasing Salt Peter, and obviously that form stacked up. And the only one outside of them I did look at was Derive, who is a horse I think you found a couple of times last prep and returned in pretty good order, but it it just got that stink of uh, one win from whatever, 10 starts or whatever it's been, or a bit more than that, and uh, one one from 11, which turned me off a little bit. So I end up back, yeah, I think part-time lover, if you're going to have an each-way bet, is the way to go, and confrontational is over the odds. I, I can't add a lot more there. Uh, we, we've sort of looked through a lot of these horses over their journeys into their racing career. Race four is the 1,100-metre benchmark 64. Does this get any easier for you? Uh, not really, to be brutally honest. Um, I settled on cool shot. Um, yeah. It led last start and um, held on a one quite well. Uh, it can handle both soft and uh, softer tracks and the drier tracks if it gets too much, if it gets a little uh, um, a fair bit of rain, uh, certainly probably like it even more. I thought the main danger was Castile from the, resuming from the Snowden sta- stable. Um, on its first start, was fourth at its next, was okay before Spelden being turned back in here. Uh, it could be a danger. I end up coming back to Impressive Last, who came through the, I think it was a Claire Cunningham stable up in Sydney. Uh, ran some, in some okay races, has some reasonable Sydney form. Didn't win a lot, but uh, has now gone to Philip Stokes, who, uh, with all due respect, I'd argue is a, a better stable. Uh, and it's had a couple of good jump outs down south. Uh, last one chased Oxy Road. Obviously, that form stuck out pretty well. Comes back to benchmark 64 land down south, and I think around the $5 mark is uh, an easy enough bet for me to have here. Uh, and anyone I really looked at, I thought Cool Shot is going wet to dry. And you mentioned Castile, but yeah, I don't know about um, those sort of year-long Snowden horses down there. So just you know, fresh fresh blood here. I thought was a reasonable each way bet. Race five is the twelve hundred meter benchmark eighty four. Uh, again, this isn't much easier. What are you, what are you thinking? 
Oh, no, I thought this was a little bit easy. I thought the, the $3.50 favourite here, Cristani, looks really hard to beat. I'm surprised it's three fifty. dollars uh, was fourth at Caulfield last start, a length behind Dirty Thoughts in the Gouch. Um, it's $7 in a pretty... That's a pretty reasonable form for a race like this. They'd both be winning this and fairly had to comfortable. Come wide on, um, had to come wide on Caulfield there and, and it was a really good run, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and it's drawn at the six here, so it, it's drawn to get a much better run so, with 54 kilos on its back. I thought that's outstanding form for a race like this. And prior to that, one at Sandown uh, beating Narvez, which is, is reasonable enough form to be performing well in a race like this. Um, outside of that, the next couple in the market are, are resuming, and Lita um, hasn't shown anything for a long time. Um, so just just on the basis of form and fitness, uh, Christini for me, um, after uh, over some of the resumings. Yeah, no, on top for me as well. Uh, you've summed up pretty well. Uh, Vongolay I tried to go looking for, but was very ordinary last start and is, is another one from, I think, 10 or 12 races there. And I didn't think the... Jump outs of River Twain were that great. Was ridden out to have to win a, a jump out. And Cristani's coming from a, a flashing light run at Caulfield. So, yeah, summed up quite well there. The race... Oh, I should say the group three uh, for the three-year-olds. Race number six, uh, Geelong Classic, is next. Kick us, kicks us off in the quaddy. Uh, essentially, it's another midweek race, really. But... Um, what are you thinking? Yeah, well, there's there's three horses here that are all sort of five dollar favourites and a six or seven dollar favourite. Open open affair here. I've landed on the lightly raced uh, King of Pharaohs mm-hmm. uh, from the the Smith Stable. Um, only grabbed late last start and uh, was a very nice run at Ballarat, uh, beaten by Rock the Bowler. Uh, Prior to that, uh, was pretty good as an odds-on one by nine lengths. It'll be at Coleraine. Uh, that's still a nice little win to win any race by nine lengths. Um, the blinkers go off here, um, which is interesting, getting out to the 2200. So hopefully that that will help. And it might be um, just looking for this distance. Uh, King of Pharaohs for me on top. I actually went, uh, what would South be? No, I went to South Australia here. I went to Max Fire. Uh it led up um, the listed race last time. The staying contest there. It now gets Damien Oliver on board. It gets control of this race. And I don't think there's many chases here. Beat home Black Comb, who was closely tied to Barb Raider, who I think will run well Mooney Valley on Friday night when we get there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, well, like, who's going to chase it? I just, you know, doing my default here where I default to a land of uh, no chases and looking for the leader. And especially at the staying trip, it, it sometimes gets magnified. Uh, this two Dukaka we talked about back in the winter carnival, it's been pretty ordinary since it's come down. And beyond that, they're all they're all very average midweek horses, which we'll probably not talk much about uh, beyond Tuesday previews in 12 months' time. And this will be on the lead list. I don't, you know, I I understand what you're saying about King of Thero, King of Pharaohs, but I just I just went to the leader and thought it might run well. Race number seven, the Geelong Cup, the Group Two over the 2400 meters, uh, ticket to the Melbourne Cup, uh, being won by fantastic horses like Americane and Dunedin and all those sort of horses. There is none of them here. Uh, this is what we get when we whinge about 
international horses taking over our spring carnival. We get these sort of races, Beaver. And uh, does it excite you at all? Doesn't excite me um, a great deal. No. Uh, pretty Do you want to bet into it? To be honest. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah, you usually get a few um, overseas horses that start here and make the race quite interesting, which we don't have this year, which is a shame. Um, I thought Charlie Rose was obviously probably a little bit skinny. Um, odds so. on at the moment. Uh, uh, in this type of affair, obviously, it's had some pretty good form of of late. Uh, just on the price, I went for Defibrillate. Um, I think it's going well enough. Both its last two fours have been uh, nice enough. Uh, races uh, ran three lengths behind Delphi. Um, last start uh, was finishing off nicely. And then the start before uh, was finishing off nicely as well um, in a race by Secret Blaze. And then was second over the shorter by Floating Artist. Um at Flemington, so I think it's got good enough form uh, this prep to, to show up here, and uh, was certainly prior to that in previous preps has has been a really uh, good stayer. So based on that, I think the eight dollars fifty is uh, worth a play. Fair enough. I thought uh, obviously trial it's now odds on Charlie, which look I think Charlie, mm. with all respect to it, it's a bit of a plodder. So I actually uh, have on top number 12, Bartholomew Diaz. It's 30 to 1. It's It resumed with a win, uh, put out for another trial, came back, ran okay in a Heatherly, then uh, was just peaked on its fitness, beaten by uh, Starcaster at uh, Benella in a Benella cap. But honestly, this race is a very average race. Uh, it has decent form over this distance, uh, a bit fitter, and it's 30 to 1. I'm happy to find out with putting that on top. Uh, as I said, Charlie and Defibrillator are the two obvious ones, but uh, this is a this is just a Saturday benchmark 80, whatever. It's probably benchmark 90 if you look at the handicap, but there's nothing impressive about this, and I'm happy to spec a, a winner, at least horses won enough over distance at 30s, and put it on top. Um do I want to talk much more about this? Not really, because it doesn't matter. Incentivize will kick whichever one wins in in the uh, in main event. <laughs> <laughs> uh, race eight is the uh, Black Pearl listed race over twelve hundred meters. Beaver, any any more clarity? Oh uh, yeah, I like uh, how romantic here. Uh, First start was pretty good, and this is a pretty average race. Uh, How Romantic's a uh, much better horse than these, and uh, we'll be winning $3 good price. Probably my best bet of the day. Yeah, it's funny, over the course of this whole Geelong Cup card, like in years gone by, this has been a better card. The Classic's been better. You usually get a Derby contender come through. Uh, obviously, you get the Internationals, and in this race, usually a little bit stronger as well. But, uh, yeah, How Romantic is pretty obvious. I think it returned to a bit of form. Uh, had that average prep last time, returned to form chasing. First up, the two I'll mention away from that, Bell Placier is $12 and won a listed New Zealand race uh, last start and it was pretty good winning before that. And then the trial was really good uh, in between. And uh, the other one was Cordelia. It's not a first up necessary horse, but off about a 150-day spell. Talent horse, it is a better horse than most of these Cordelia, and it can probably run well fresh here. 
but a Gracie Hale Womantic on top, and the other two hopefully can make up the placings for us. We wrap that A up with a benchmark 78 over the 1,500 metres. Uh, how are you wrapping us up here at Geelong? Yeah, look, I'm going to go for number 16 down in the weights, um, Hickok, uh, around the $8 mark. Uh, liked its win last start, uh, was ridden uh, more quietly and got back, but um, actually actually came home uh, quite well, beat a fairly decent horse in flying mascot. So I thought it could run a really nice race. It's drawn 14, so I'll go back again if, they, if they're able to finish it off. Um, and they're coming down the middle of the track um, towards the end of the day. I think it can give us a bit of a sight. Cool. Uh, I ended the day with fifth position. Uh, it was heavily, heavily backed mm. before it went in at Caulfield. Uh, I think everyone and its dog was tipping it to us uh, Yeah, a few months back at Caulfield. The trial, it's had two jump outs since where it's won quite well. The first jump out was uh, very impressive. He had the jockey doing the old Pateman perv, looking through his legs back at the rest of the field. Uh, but he comes here to a, an average 78 and I think can run well if it's got any talent. And like we said about Hickok, because I couldn't find anything else apart from that, so happy to end a day with those two chances. For progretracing.com.au, check them out for your free tips and extensive guides, your best in value at Geelong Beaver. Yeah, look, my value is going to come up in the last at $8, uh, Hickok, uh, race nine, number 16, and my best bet's going to be race eight, number three, How Romantic. Beautiful. Uh, I'm going to make my best fifth position last in a in a card I struggled to actually find a best. I think fifth, fifth position will run really well, and my value, I'll make it Bartholomew Diaz in the cup because I think it'll run much better than the 30 to 1. Let's head to Kenzo where it is a – the rain was supposed to come. hasn't come yet tonight. The track is in the four-metre no. mark. Oh, I don't know if we'll get much rain tomorrow either. Uh, but I think it'll be typical Kenzo on pace early, down the outside late. It may They may even have underwatered it given all of that, and it may be on pace, which will throw a few of my tips in a little bit of jeopardy. But we'll see how that plays. Uh, we kick off. It's a, it's a weird, it's an interesting card because I think we can stamp a few through the middle here, but we'll see if we agree or not. Uh, we kick off with a maiden where I don't know if you can stamp anything over the 1,400 metres. Uh, with the army of Waller runners, uh, I, I'm i not particularly keen to bet, but I thought Parlaid was ridden out but showed a little bit of ability and from the Hawks camp in those colours might... Be one that can upset these, but, you know, once I start falling into these sort of trials and uh, a lot of these Waller horses have four or five trials before they even come to the races, I don't know what to make of that. So apart from a, maybe a small each-way bet on Parlade, what do you, I don't have much to add. What are you thinking, Beaver? Uh, I've landed on for Beak um, only because I didn't, I didn't mind its run last start at Goulburn. Um, I don't mind sometimes the Goulburn form coming here. It got too far out of its ground and uh, finished off nicely at pretty skinny odds, uh, way too skinny odds. Um, that sometimes sometimes happens, like skinny odds, and then they back up next start after being a really short price favourite when they run second and come out and win. I expect it's got a bit of ability um, and gets out to 1,400 here, which will suit, so I'm going to stick with it. Cool. Uh, race two is a 1,400-metre benchmark 68. What are you thinking? 
Yeah, look, this is a tricky little race. I landed on Bend the, the Knee. I thought it um, I thought it was a really good run at Newcastle first up. Uh, this preparation set off the pace and uh, went past them quite nicely. Uh, strips a bit fitter here, uh, drawn well enough and uh, hard to beat. I was really hoping you'd say Conrad was a good thing because I – I got a bit confused and ended up coming back to Conrad and I, I've liked its last uh, its last win and I liked its win before that. It did start $3 in a group race in between and I like Alicia Cold on board. Um, but then I was sort of confused by both Ben and Dan, Snits on Fire. Snits on Fire, I don't know what it quite offers given it's had a, maybe you could argue an advantage uh, track both times, but as one... Well enough, both and Ben and E, uh, what it bought was, yeah, I didn't know where to line it up. So I was hoping for a bit more clarity from you, but I've I'm, I'm got Conrad on top from Snits on Fire, from Ben and E. Uh, but a good race. We're going to learn, learn more about this afterwards, I suppose. Race three, the 800 metre benchmark 72. I think we've got a little bit more clarity through these next couple here. What are you thinking here? Yeah, I think Mighty Beal looks pretty hard to beat here. Uh, very nice bet. Uh, not a lot to say other than $2.50 is a reasonable price and uh, should just be sitting behind JoJo and go past him. Yeah, agree. It uh, it proved it, it proved itself to me last start. It makes the same field and gets a, a great barrier draw for this sort of race. So it'll just round him up and win here. Race four, the thousand meter benchmark seventy two is next. Where I think I'm going to stamp the same with uh, Delexo. I think it's flying. I think it comes to town finally, and um, well, comes to town again. Fox Fighter, I was giving a great chance to, and, and maybe didn't have very to advantage on Saturday. Uh, and Gate one's going to bounce straight in a pace and be very hard to beat over a thousand meters. Think it will win this? What are you thinking? Yeah, I tend to feel the same way here, mate. Um, looks to have a little bit of ability. This horse. Uh, yeah, I think uh, this isn't a very strong field. Gate one suits uh, collar to board. Uh, yeah, I really like that. Cool. Race five, the fifteen fifty benchmark seventy two. How are you lining these up? Uh, same again here. I think the Denzel uh, finally broke through last start with a pretty impressive win. Uh, jumped to the front, never looked like getting beaten, and just powered away at the end. Probably could have won by more, to be honest. Uh, now it's broken through. I expect it to continue on its winning ways, and just say. Uh, Probably close to the best bet of the day. Agree. I, I don't have much more to add. Now it's got a breakthrough. I think it's springboard, and it's not like anything he's uh, really trying to shake us up to be to give it to uh, give us any doubt. So yeah, happy to be with Denzel as well. At about the uh, two dollar thirty mark. Race six is the fifteen fifty again. Benchmark seventy two. A few resumers here. Uh, tricky little affair of the girls. Any thoughts? Um, just scrolling over here, mate, as my computer takes a bit of time. Yeah, look, I just looking at my notes here, didn't have a great deal with this race. I thought this was probably the 
the trickiest race on the day here. Mm. I kind of, I kind of just went for the Waterhouse spot, Vitarosa. Um, I was a bit concerned last run. Uh, was a bit ordinary behind Papali, but I thought he might just jump to the front um, and get some control of the race and prove hard to beat. Sometimes in these races where it's hard to line them up. Sometimes I, I just prefer to go to something that jumps to the front and see if it can give us a sight. Yeah, normally I'd do the same, but I thought it was a little bit disappointing last start. Um, but I respect the fact you've joined a club of finding leaders. It's good. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I have no no confidence here at all, but um, I sort of... Good Omens trials were okay. I think it's a... I think it's a slug, but I just did. I just thought fresh. A couple of okay trials. If it's going to win a race, it might be fresh here, but I didn't know where else to go. So, for the sake of putting a tip in, Good Omens first up. Uh, the fact he's resumed it at, 50, at nearly the mile. Uh, we'll see what it brings, but uh, we probably should just move on from this race, to be honest. <laughs> um, race seven, the 1300 meter benchmark 72. Interesting little race, actually, to finish the day. Uh, Le Vizier was, I think we all missed it. It was a tremendous win first up. Uh, it can produce the same again here. And um, happy to back it. And there's a couple I'll have a saver on at 20s. Uh, Zoo Mist is a horse I've always made a case for. And has always been written quiet and not, you know, perhaps not performed. It was uh, really written out in a trial. It's gone to the Friedman Yard, who are freaks at, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, Richard Friedman's. Uh, a freak at getting these horses going, so happy to have a small bet on it at the 30s. And uh, Rubanos did win a trial on a synthetic down the outside, and, and again at 30s, lightly raced, did beat, um, did win first up last prep. So that'd be the other couple in this race. What are you thinking? Yeah, I went the same as you. Le Bizarre. Um Looks super hard to beat. Again, uh, yeah, a lot to like about its first up run. Uh, not sure if Conrad will come here or go to the other race. Uh, mm. It could present to be, like it will in the other race, one of the main dangers. I think it'll run well wherever it goes. Um, if it comes out, I suspect Lee Bazaar will finish about five to four, uh, six yeah. to four. Uh, it'll shorten so, quite substantially in the market. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think it, it looks another really good bet. Um, on the day, I think there's, as you said, there's probably four four really nice bets on the day. And if you get three out of those four, you're going to finish in front. I think so. Uh, for progetracing.com.au, your best in value at Kenzo. Yeah, look, I didn't really have uh, a value bet, to be honest, Aggie. Um, I think the Denzel is the best bet on the day, race five, number nine. Um, and I'll back that up with the one in the last, race seven, number two, Le Bizarre. Think, um, Beautiful. Both of those should be winning. No, that's cool. I agree. I um, I had Mighty Bill as my best. Uh, in terms of value, the couple in the last Zoomist and Rubanos are both. If you don't want to back it, twenties or thirties on a the day, there'd be the one or both of the two. Uh, but I didn't have any else I could really stamp. Have you got anything for us up in Queensland? Yeah, I do mate. I've got three up in up at the Ippy race one number two that. That feels better and should be winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought race four, number two, Mickey's Spirit. 
Um, third up, one last start. I think it'll be hard to beat. And then in the last race, race seven, Smart Star Prince from the Van Dyke Stable uh, should be winning as well. Beautiful. It's the three up at Ipswich to add to the bank. Perfect. And get us set up for Cox Plate Day, which is ahead of us. We'll be back Thursday night to look forward to that, or Friday morning. Uh, look forward to that in the Manicato, which looks like a another pretty ordinary sprint race. But the Cox Plate is coming up, and excited to talk about that with you, Beaver. I look forward to talking for about 10 minutes about how animos are moral, but we'll save all the rest of that for Thursday night. Good punning, guys, and we will talk to you soon.